0: Other side of midnight. 77 WABC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Morano. You're listening to 77 WABC. Are you familiar with the New York City Audubon Society? Well,. <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. If anything, you'd think that the Audubon Society, which I always viewed as just a large group of bird watchers, you'd think that they're the least controversial group that there is. Well, apparently, you'd be wrong. Because the New York City Audubon Society has decided actually to change their name due to their legacy of white supremacy. Yes, that's right. After months of deliberation, New York City Audubon decided to change its name, citing founder John James Audubon's legacy of white supremacy. The bird-oriented organization announced the bombshell development on its website in an email sent to members. Quote, New York City Audubon's board of directors has today announced its decision to change the organization's name, dropping Audubon. That's from the executive director in an email that she wrote to supporters. She added that the nonprofit will begin a process to develop a new name that embodies our organizational values and inclusive and welcoming to New Yorkers. This has got to be the stupidest thing in the world. Now, even the people that are changing the name acknowledge that Audubon the person made substantial contributions to art and ornithology and fostered an appreciation of nature and conservation efforts. But they deemed his views and actions towards people of color and indigenous people to be harmful and offensive. This is such a joke. What bothers me even more is they didn't even list his specific problematic views. It's true that his family did own slaves during the early part of the 19th century, but it's also true that slavery was legal at the time. How do you change the name in the year 2023 for something that was legal in the 1830s? You can't make it up. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Seven, seven, Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everybody. If you are in the state of New Jersey and would like to hear me speak, I will be speaking tonight, this evening, Thursday evening, in Rahway, before the Rahway Republicans at the Rahway Yacht Club. It is $20 per person. There's a cash bar available. There is light refreshments. I honestly have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Hopefully, I'll think of something amusing or substantive to say. I'm certainly not going to speak for three hours. I mean, maybe we'll open it up to Q&A. But uh, if you want to come down, it's, again, Raway Yacht Club tonight from 6 to 9 p.m. I believe it's open to the public. It's an event for the Raway Republicans. Even though I'm not a Republican, they're very kind to invite me to speak. And my standing rule is I will go wherever I'm invited to speak. Again, it is $20 though, so don't expect to show up and not pay anything. Rawe Yacht Club tonight, 6 p.m. Hopefully I'll see a lot of you there. I better brush up on my knowledge of Rawe politics between now and then. As of now, I can't even tell you who the mayor is. But by tonight, trust me, I will be an expert in all things related to Rawe municipal government and whatever county Raway's in, that county's government as well. All right, uh, got an action-packed show for you this hour. Dr. Turry is back by popular demand, and I believe he is actually going to be giving some micro-readings to some of our listeners. We'll pin him down for some interesting predictions of what might be happening in the future. It's going to be an interesting conversation with a certified hypnotherapist. It's a conversation you're certainly not going to want to miss. Still to come, we have the AC Report and Brian Kilme. It's all coming up on the other side of midnight. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. 77 Local spotlight. Local spotlight. We have been chronicling step-by-step how New York City's retirees are about to be screwed because they're going to be forced to pay more for health care rather than keep the health care benefits that they're entitled to, that they worked for, and that they were promised. And I have to tell you, Mayor Eric Adams did not do them any favors this week as his administration moves ahead with shifting retired city workers into this controversial Medicare Advantage plan Mayor Adams will not authorize an implementation structure that would have given retirees the option to stay on traditional Medicare at no extra cost. That is the word from a mayoral spokesman to the Daily News. A large segment of the city government's 250,000 retirees have pleaded with Adams, including many of our listeners, to pick the alternative implementation framework known as Option C because they're concerned their benefits would be wrecked if they're enrolled in Medicare Advantage. But spokesman Charles Lutvac said it wouldn't make sense for the mayor to choose option C, though, because it would undermine the justification for moving retirees off of traditional Medicare in the first place. Budget savings. Here's a quote from Lutvac. That approach would result in minimal savings and undermine the city's ability to continue providing high-quality, premium free care to active employees and retirees. As a result, we do not intend to offer this option to active employees. Employees or retirees. This is a push that began under Mayor De Blasio, and like De Blasio, Adams has argued it's necessary to make the switch because the city projects it can save some $600 million annually if retirees are on Advantage coverage as opposed to traditional Medicare. Adams has also promised Advantage would ensure robust coverage for retirees, but. Thousands of retirees have said they'll lose access to certain doctors. They'll lose access to certain medical procedures. Drugs won't be covered under medical care advantage, at least certain drugs. This stinks. Now, I want the city to save money. I would love for them to find a way to provide health care to retirees more efficiently and more cheaply but you cannot betray the people of new york city who took these jobs under the expectation of getting a certain amount of health care coverage beam me up to be continued the other side of midnight 77 local spotlight this is an issue near and dear to my heart. Is AM radio dead on your electric car stereo? Well, not if one New Jersey congressman has anything to do with it. Several electric car makers have been ripping out AM radio from new car dashboards, saying that modern vehicle systems interfere with the AM signal. Well, New Jersey Democratic Congressman Josh Gottheimer announced legislation yesterday to push back on the trend and encourage EV manufacturers to include AM radio in their cars and trucks. Now, Tesla took AM radio out of its vehicles in 2018, and now Ford is following suit along with Audi, Porsche, Volvo, and Volkswagen. There are 4,500 AM radio stations nationwide, including 77 WABC. This is something that would affect close to 100 million listeners. AM radio, as Gottheimer pointed out, is the backbone behind America's national public warning system, which provides emergency alert and warning information to the public during major natural disasters, extreme weather conditions, chemical incidents, health emergencies, other domestic threats and emergencies. Congressman Gottheimer had a word or two for Elon Musk. I would think that if Elon Musk has enough money to buy Twitter and send rockets to space, he can afford to include AM radio in his Tesla's. He said during the aftermath of 9-11 and Hurricane Sandy, AM radio was the primary means of communication. Now, Ford, for its part, issued a statement saying a majority of U.S. AM stations and automakers globally are modernizing radio by offering Internet streaming through mobile apps, FM, digital and satellite radio options. Ford will continue to offer these alternatives as we remove amplitude modulation, the definition of AM in this case. I don't like this one bit. I applaud Congressman Gottheimer in what he's trying to do. Radio, AM radio specifically, has been around for over a hundred years, and the death of it has been yelled a hundred times, maybe more than a hundred times, and I hope this is just another instance of the demise of AM radio being greatly exaggerated. Kudos to you, Congressman Gottheimer. Beam me up! To be continued.